What's up, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I am your host, Tyler Dreyer, and this is episode number 27 of From the Depths Podcast. It's uh, a couple of days, going to be out a couple of days later than I originally wanted to because my guest for the next few episodes, especially last night, wanted to try to relive her college years. Okay, I had an inside girls wine night. That's okay. I'm just glad you had fun. What movie are we here to talk about today? Devil's Rejects. All right. Um, So before we go into that, I want to say something I forgot to mention in the last episode was how much I fucking hated Grandpa Hugo. That, I don't know. He was a little obnoxious. He was super obnoxious. I thought it was, I thought you would like him because especially the scene where he's like screaming into the microphone. No, that's the thing. Like I have a very dark sense of humor, Mm -hmm. but like I don't have a, I don't know, a super raunchy sense sense of humor. I don't talk about females' pussies and jokes and shit like he does. Well, that's true. I just thought you'd think it was obnoxious and funny, I guess. No, I'm, I'm... interesting. I'm glad he wasn't in this one. Well, I'm, I'm kind of bummed he wasn't in this one in the beginning because I wanted to see him get fucking blown away by uh, the police raid that happens. Oh, yeah. I wonder what happened to him. They don't really explain it. He probably died. Pro- oh, good. <laughs> good. Um, so with this one, we have Captain Spaulding, Otis Driftwood, and Baby Firefly kind of on the run from the law. So what's really different about this one, kind of piggybacking off what you said in the last episode about how you see from the, the killer's perspective more than the victims, the antagonists become the protagonists, yes. if I got that right. Yeah. It's kind of like antagonist, antagonist. It's like they're the anti-hero, but not at all. So, a couple things. Karen Black did not reprise her role as Mother Firefly. She wanted a raise that Rob Zombie A couldn't afford it, just didn't want to fucking give her. So, they got a new character who didn't really, uh, I don't know. I I don't know if I like her more than the original actress or not. To be honest, I didn't even know that those were two different people oh, until you just said it. Completely different people. I just thought because there's the movies are far apart, so I just thought uh, like it was maybe the age. five or so years. Um, but I feel like the opening scene really sets up the tone for the movie um, because you know we we're opening up with Tiny dragging a fully nude woman th- woman through the woods. Which, I want to talk about that for a hot minute, too, because you see him dragging a girl through the woods, um, but then a little bit, like a couple scenes later when the police come and Mama Firefly is like, I think Tiny went out last night. So, I mean, we didn't get to see Tiny murder anyone in the first film, so, I feel like that hinted to where, like, he kills people, too. Well, yeah. And, like, is that his going out as was well? That, like, feel, the end of the night? Do you feel like he played with her? I know that sounds weird to say. I don't know. But, well, that's the thing, too. Like, you know. And, they all do that. And we're not going to take this scene by scene, but, you know, are they all necrophiliacs? Like, because Otis, it, his, when we first see him, uh, he's laying in bed with a... A girl that looks dead. It looks like she's rotting. She's yeah. She's for sure dead. Um, but then we uh, we meet. I think probably the 
most badass character in, in this movie is we uh, William Forsyth, if I pronounce that right. If you listen to my show, you know I pronounce everyone's names wrong if I can't. Uh, but uh, Sheriff Wydell, who was the brother of one of the cops that were killed in the previous one. Yes. What did you think of him? Uh, he... I kind of hated his giant ego, but, like, it's also tied into, like, trying to avenge his brother's death, so I get it, but, like, he's all, he has, like, this giant ego, Well, yeah, it's, it's also, kind it's of annoying. kind of, uh, I feel like any, uh, the good guy becoming the bad guy, because that, all he's, he's out for is revenge. True. And, uh, revenge is a dish best served cold. There you go. So, <laughs> what are some other things that you enjoyed about the movie? Well, I like that it dives deeper into the family and, like, their dynamic. And, you know, along with all the chaos and the killings um, throughout the whole movie, you get these little scenes of them, like, actually acting as a family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when they're driving in the van and they go get to get ice cream. Well, that's, that's the point yeah. you're supposed to kind of feel sorry for them. Like, you, you it kind of tricks you. Like, oh, they are normal people. Right. But they're not. But you're like you're following a trail of bodies essentially, um, and with the speaking of the whole family, because the family's fucked up, right? It, obviously, from the first film. Yeah. Um, you know there was there were because I haven't seen I haven't rewatched this in two or three years. Um, so there there are some little little parts that I did forget about. Um, but I was thinking like how House of a Thousand Corpses. Is, is more of a visually disturbing movie and how, uh, you know, even even more mentally sometimes, but uh, this one just cranks it up to 11 with some of the psychological scenes that the family does to their victims. Like which one in particular? Um, oh, I, I guess for me, um, you know, being married to you and having a daughter, um, just the females in my life, the part in the hotel where he took the gun... Mm-hmm. And was like doing things. He put it down her underwear. But yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, at the end of the day, I feel like it is a darker movie than House of a Thousand Corpses because it does dig deeper. And then, and Rob Zombie said this one was hard to cut for an R rating because all of his movies have been NC seventeen. Um, but he said this one was the hardest one to cut down. Really. What other ones? What other ones what? That are the most fucked up scenes to you? Um, well, I, I will say I think Rob Zombie has a has a thing for bludgeoning people to death with the giant fucking sticks. Yes. Yeah, Halloween and that happened with young Mikey Myers and, and then in here. And then here is an, another, in the second movie, Otis then uh, cuts the face off of another guy. Oh yeah, sure yeah. Likes doing that. I didn't even. And then showing it to their loved one. Yep, I didn't even put that together. That was a good catch. That was probably that was like, yeah, when she had to like wear the face of her husband. Yeah. That was, um, uh, another couple of things I just I have written down here for the psychological part is, is uh, when Otis is out in the desert and he's mm-hmm. doing his whole god spiel. Yes. Like strike me down, like essentially. Saying God's not real or calling him a pussy. And then he goes, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work. So you agree God's a pussy? Nope. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, and then also, too, when 
when uh, when baby's in the hotel room and she has to go to the bed. Like, victim has to go to the bathroom and she makes her kiss her and then slap her friend around yeah that was funny um what were some things that you uh you didn't like about it because this is you said this was originally your favorite but you said three from hell um i feel like we'll come to like that full decision when we watch the third movie and i'll be able to tell you fully which one i like best um i do have a few issues with with this one though, and it's more like consistency basis more than anything. Um, Otis is not albino in this one; he looks like a normal fucking person. Hmm. To me, he looks super albino. Maybe not super albino, Maybe but it's like the lighting because they're mostly in the house, right? And like in the dark in the first. But he's movie. not as pale as he was in the first one. Yeah. And then. Uh, you know, Baby has too white of teeth for coming from a backwoods family when everyone else is rotted. That's what you noticed? Oh, yeah. That's what bugs you about this Well, movie. yeah, everybody else's teeth, teeth is falling out. I don't know. Maybe they're... That doesn't bug you at all? No. <laughs> you, but you're the type of person that will just, while we're watching movies, just say, well, I would have done this, or stupid. I guess I just don't look at people's teeth. Like that. If if you, I mean, whatever. Okay. <laughs> and I think another uh, small inconsistency for me, unless I miss it every single time I've I've watched this, but the there's not a clear timeline, and it, this the series of the the events of this film is seven months after House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. Um and. A big thing that I wish they expanded on more is, like, there's no mention. There's no mention of the previous events, which is, I guess, is another small part. Yeah. Which I guess there would be no reason to be, like, to be talked about in this film, because they they find a book of sev- over seventy five detailed murders. So there's obviously probably more. Um, which I am totally. I would love to look at that book. It, that sounds yeah, fucked up. But I'm was, gonna... I mean, there was multiple, like, scrapbooks, which yeah. I don't really remember from the... Like, I knew there were pictures, but, like, looking and, yeah, paying more attention to the movie, I noticed there were scrapbooks of, yeah. like, all their killings, and they're very detailed and very artistic in, like, a very... Fucked up way. Yeah. Um, so. And, that, I mean, I'm on a, you know, I'm on a true crime kick right now. I mm-hmm. just finished Waco. I started... I'll be gone in the dark about the East Area Rapist, Golden State Killer uh, thing. But um, anyway, I there was no, nothing about Dr. Satan. Right. And I think, yeah, we talked about that in the first episode, too. Because, yeah, they don't mention Dr. Satan in any of the other movies. They don't there's, there's sacrifices. And again, that was maybe what you said on the last episode. Is this is only done on Halloween. Right. Um... You know, but yeah, there was no there was no supernatural element to this one at all. Where I mean, I guess there really wasn't in a sense in the first one until the very end. Right. But and I yeah, and maybe maybe like a small reference to like the sacrifices that they did in the first movie were um, like when Otis was in the desert. And then he said, like, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work. And it's yeah. like that will, that might make a connection there. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, let's let's dial it back to, uh, 
um, Wydell a little bit because he's also a good focal point of, of this movie. And um, he starts seeing visions of his brother. So, like, I guess it's a supernatural part. He sees a ghost, quote-unquote, of his brother. But then he you know. woke up and was dreaming. Was he dreaming? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I wrote that down, too, because I was like, oh, he started hallucinating, like, right yeah, when yeah, he got into okay. the house. But then, like, next scene, he, like, jumps up from sleeping in his office. Okay. Um, but, like, you know, we, we see him unravel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it takes some time to get there. And I think one part of it, again, like, this movie's been out forever. I guess we should have said at the beginning that there will be... There will be spoilers. Um, not that we've really spoiled anything big so far, but uh, when... Because they, they arrested uh, Mother Firefly. Mm-hmm. And while he's questioning her, um, she straight up admits, like, I killed your brother and I loved every second of it. Yeah, which ties into all the mind games that they play yeah. on people. And just her taunting that, um, you know, he, he that's when I think he really starts to unravel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... He he turns sadistic in his own way, where you know his first thing is he he kills Mother Firefly with a knife in the interrogation cell because this is like in the seventies, so there's not like a glass wall or anything. Right. But you know he we find out he essentially fucked her with a knife, like in the gut, in the gut, like he in yeah. and out. <laughs> yeah. Well, he admits that to Baby, like that's how he did it turning into as sadistic as they are. Right. Um, but then, like, two of my favorite characters out of this movie, though, we meet, uh, I forget the characters' names, but Diamond Dallas Page and Danny Trejo as uh, the mercenaries, I guess. Yes. I think the first movie I saw him in is Spy Kids, so I always think you're of sh- him. You're showing your age. That. Uncle yep. Rico or whatever was his name. That's probably not Rico, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what his name was. But anyway, but those are the type of people I would want in my corner. Yeah. Like, cause they are some heavy hitters, some brutal, brutal dudes. Um, but yeah, we get we get to the end because uh, the Fireflies meet up with a uh, Captain Spaulding's brother, mm-hmm. and uh, he sells them out at Frontier uh, Fun Town. What is that? A whorehouse. <laughs> hey, well, you don't see. There's not really much of those nowadays. No, uh, no brothels. They're all underground. They're there. You know where they are? They're everywhere. Can I have the address? Nope. Okay. Well, you know, I can't have any fun. Um. So yeah, Wydell finally catches them, and uh, yeah. Again, I'm repeating myself, but he ties them all to a chair, and he 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 becomes them. He becomes torturous and sadistic, regardless whether it's for revenge or not. Which it kind of surprised me that so as many mind games as they play on everyone, and you would think that when those things are being done to them, that they wouldn't give in, but they give in to his mind games and like his tactics and stuff. Like when he tells baby that he murdered her mom and like like all this stuff yeah you see them like kind of turn like they're still kind of playing mind games and like egging him on and stuff like that but they do give in and i guess maybe that's like one thing that i was surprised about because like i feel like they wouldn't feel anything again that's the human nature part coming out of them 
Yeah. Um, and I think that that scene, those scenes alone, were probably probably the most intense part because, again, throughout this whole thing, they are showing some type of humanity mm-hmm. in between, like the murders. So you do kind of feel for them. That's where then they they become the protagonists. Like you want them to survive. Right. Um. And uh, you know, not you're tied up in a chair with some crazy dude. Like you don't Stapler. know what's gonna happen. Stapling fucking crime scene photos of your of your victims to you and shooting nails through your hands. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it was just unrelenting torture, dread, and you didn't know what was gonna happen. Because three from hell, I don't think was even a thought yet. So they right. they could have ended it right there and not drag anything out. Right. But instead, what does he do? He lets baby go, and then we see her run out um, into their where their farm, farm. animals are, um, and he drops a reference to the first movie. Um, so it smells like rabbit. Mm-hmm. Run rabbit, and that's you know that's what they said at the end of the last movie. Right. So it was like you know giving homage to the first one. Yeah. Um, because it it's a cult it's a cult film. It got I feel like it's because it didn't do that successful in the box office, but on when it went to video, it blew up. Um, but then we have uh, Spalding in order to tied tied in the chair before he uh, Wydell goes to chase baby he splashes gasoline everywhere and lights it on fire um which you know i it, again this is hollywood mm-hmm. i felt like they would have caught on fire had some type of degree burns this is something you would have probably point out if this wasn't one of your favorite movies but they're protected by the devil but no yeah no i'm protected by the devil they have Hail to, Satan. they have to come out of it that's just how it works. Um, but then, we, who do we finally see again? Who saves the day? Tiny. Tiny. Well, first, uh, what's his name does? Because he goes in. Well, he at least tries to help Baby. But then, well, he doesn't really get much of a chance. Who? The, uh, what's his name? The guy from the Frontier Town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um Shit, I forget his name, but yeah, Spalding's brother. Yeah. Um, and that, which is another thing I forgot about originally watching it, that he, I guess, grew a pair or had a conscience and tried to tried to save them for his fuck up. Yeah, which I totally forgot about that they kidnap them from Frontier Town and take them back to their house. I, in my mind, I remembered it as they killed them in or like. He attempted to kill them in um, frontier the frontier town, town. the whorehouse, yeah. the brothel. Yeah, I totally forgot that they took them back. Um, and, you know, I would actually love a spinoff of the DDP and Machete characters. I think that'd be better than Sons of Anarchy, and I like Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Can we talk about uh, that they really brought out Captain Spaulding in this movie? Which yeah. Which is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Throughout this all, so I was super stoked on that, and especially the tutti fucking fruity tutti scene. Fucking That's fruity. probably one of my favorites. Well, this is because we find out that um, I think we said it last episode, but we find out that Otis, or sorry, Spalding's baby's father, 
So yes. his mother Firefly. And it's Otis's father, right? Nope, Otis is an adopted son. I can't keep track of Mama Firefly's. Uh, hey, baby. She daddies. likes to fuck, man. I guess so. That's fine. All power to you. Um, but uh, so Tiny saves the day, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they there's this moment where they're all in the car, and uh, he's like. I think it was just kind of like, I'm too fucking, I'm too big. I can't fit in this car. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to go take a stroll in the fire and just die. He's like, I'm out of here. Okay. I guess I don't think he would do that because he feels like he's too big. Well, I was saying being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I would think it was, I mean, he just seems to be just done with it all. Well, because you got to think, his deformity, his size, like he probably can't run. If they were to get stopped by the cops, he's the first one to get taken. Right. You know? So, yeah, I guess. I mean, who knows? Maybe there'll be another movie. Because I can't remember if they say in the third movie if he's gone or not. Well, the actor died. Oh. Like, quite a few years ago. Okay. Well... No. Matthew no. McGrory or something. Um, yeah, there'd be no. He's, yeah, he's in the ground. Well. Um, but I, one, I, this might be, and I could be saying it just because it's really fresh in my mind, um, but this could be potentially one of my favorite endings for a movie of all time. You have Freebird blaring through the speakers, mm-hmm. and then you have, you know, just guns a-blazing. And then all in the midst, there are, like, these little flashbacks of, them, you know, Them being human! Of them being, them being human. a family! Yes. <laughs> like, who's to say they weren't, they were doing anything wrong? Maybe those people deserved it. Did you ever think of that? Did you ever look at that side of the coin? No. I'm me neither. <laughs> um, so I guess, like, you, I don't think we've, like, because we've been together for a very long time. Um, I know, I know rape revenge movies is something that you don't, that you don't do, that you pretty much refuse to watch, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is fine. Um, but, like, as a woman, you know, how, when you see movies like this that are, Pretty violent towards women. Like, how does that make you feel? You're my first female guest, so I'm going to ask you that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I could... Okay, when you're saying about these rape revenge movies, I feel like I could just... If I could just skip the, you know, that part and right. then go to the straight revenge part, I that would be fine. And that's but, something I can't do because, like, you know, I've obviously... I don't need to say it, but rape is obviously wrong. Um, but it's, there's something about seeing that and it doesn't have to be like super like graphic at all. Um, but then seeing how they get revenge is is very cathartic on how they're getting revenge. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I know that try to make that not sound misogynistic at all coming from a guy. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't have, I don't have much uh feeling towards it i feel like these oh you're um, sure you're cold i guess so but but i mean you know you're watching a movie so no matter who's getting killed i mean you know it's a movie so right but what if like okay so let me let me flip that then if 
say this was based on a true story, mm-hmm. and you know that that I mean it does happen, but like, and would that change your views at all? I don't know. I guess I just have this like, well, I'm just gonna shove that and over into the corner and pretend like it's not real. I guess. I don't okay. Know. That's but, fair. I mean, there's, you know, good and bad to the. You know, whether it's a sad movie or a horror movie or, you know, whatever you're watching. Okay. So. Um, so you said what you liked about it. You said you, you said what you didn't like about it, right? Um, yes. But I also, one other thing I don't like is that I wish that that guy, like, would have pretended to sell them out. But then they would have planned, like, an attack at the Frontier Place towards the sheriff so I feel like that I would have liked that a lot better and then they would have just kept on going but then again that was also a pretty badass ending too the way they did it and the guy we keep referring to is uh, Charlie Altamont yes. uh, by Ken Forey um, I usually write down everyone's names and I did it for the last two episodes so thanks IMDB I think one of the funniest scenes he's in in that movie is when they're talking about fucking chickens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is such a like, Hill, odd uh, scene out, to throw out in there. fucking but, woods thing to do. But yeah, like the guy was just like, wait, you're you're not thinking about fucking these chickens, are you? And you Cut yeah. your head off, put it right on, and uh, about three minutes you'd be cock-a-doodle at noon. That's basically it. So, uh, one thing I did find funny is in the in the whorehouse they were talking about how dudes want to fuck Princess Leia, and they were talking about how well you start that space shit you get a bunch of weirdos. I thought that part was funny. I don't know. That is funny. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to mention about the about the movie? Um, well, when we were watching it together, I felt hardcore judged by you because you looked at me oh, when I laugh? laughed, but. <laughs> Captain Spaulding headbutted that girl. <laughs> it was funny. He, that so, was like straight savage. So we know who get. Never mind. I'm not gonna make that joke. Um, but I laughed through some parts too. I yeah. I just thought it was, I was like, really? You're gonna you're gonna judge me right now for I, laughing at this? I snorted. I didn't like. Uh-huh. Uh, it wasn't a judgment. It was more of a just straight headbutt. Yeah. Well, you know. Um. <laughs> So, can I just say how much I love Baby, and I think she's one of the reasons why I love these movies so much. She, yeah, she's definitely a, a character. She has got hardcore knife skills, and we really see that in the third movie. We'll talk about it then. See, I don't remember the, th- like... It, it was... T- I, I, I'm, I'm hoping my, my opinion on it changes, because I... And this is my fault. I've spent... A decent amount of our money going to see 31 at a special screening and 3 from Hell at a special screening. And I was not impressed with either one. They have their moments, but... Well, we can talk about that. We'll make more of a comparison on the third episode between, like, second and... Okay, and I and I will say, like, this... This is the the strongest out of the three. I, even though like House of a Thousand Corpses is my favorite one, mm-hmm. um, this is for sure the best one. Okay, but also Baby 
she okay hardcore knife skills she's always stepping up to like to the plate she'll always Otis Otis is always stepping up to the plate baby is always taking initiative like when they pull up to the motel and they couldn't get a room like they knew they wouldn't be able to get a room baby's like I'll get us a fucking room and takes on the four people okay I'll give you that but also to do that and she just she's the most I think she's the most psychotic that's part of what makes her so great. And at the end, you know, after they're all shot up and they're they're going they're going and charging at the police, she hikes herself up in the convertible and is ready to go. Well, I'm glad you brought that up too because uh, it it's something that I question is the look in their eyes. You know, as they're speeding in their car, free birds in the fucking background, and they're fucking shooting at the cops they're getting shot at. The look in their eyes, is that defeat or is that just like a, ah, fuck, here we go. I think it's just like the never back down mentality and like, like they're, they're not going to take us alive type of thing. Right, like they will die fighting. And I mean, you even see that in the beginning where Mama Firefly um, tries to kill herself initially. Yeah. And then doesn't yeah. have any bullets left in the gun. Yeah, after so, Rufus got lit up. Yes. Who? Rufus? Rufus. He's the he was the brother with the uh oh, Otis. No, Rufus no, was the brother Sorry, from the first kidding. one with the tow truck. I, I, I think that. it was Rufus. But uh yeah, we'll wind it down. Um again, it's the strongest one. Thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. I am enjoying having you on. We've gotten some compliments. People are saying they're jealous and this is too cute. So We are too cute. Can we can we like as we end this? list off the best quotes of their the movie because i feel like these movies always have the best lines i like more of the dark i think my favorite quote out of here is otis's god rant because we know how i feel about that and uh i am i'm the devil i'm here to do the devil's work i'm pretty sure that was a manson quote as well and again Mm -hmm. yeah some i think it was some variation of it yeah there, another one is the sheriff says, I'm going to be there to put the wrath of the Lord up your ass. And I thought he's that a, was he's, hilarious. He's a violent one. And then uh, after they take on the couples and they're going out into the desert, Otis asks the one guy, he's like, does she like it when you puke? Is that part of your deal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't yeah. laugh at that part. I did, though. I did. Uh, you nasty. What's a, what's another one? We can wrap up. We already mentioned Tutti Fucking Fruity. And then, oh, at Frontier Town, Otis is like, I set my standards pretty low, so I'm never disappointed when they're talking about having sex with the women. Oh, well, that's what I <laughs> said to you when we first met. Or was it you said to me? Anyway... Thank you so much for being on our sh- on the, on my show, the show, the show, the show. Um, you'll be on next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll have this an episode out a little bit earlier rather than later, unless you have another girls' night and I'm stuck at home all alone, which is fine. Well, I hope you get the floors done sometime soon, too. All right, I'm never going to let that go. Um, Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. If you ordered a shirt, I should have those in my possession in about a week. And uh, if you missed it, I was on Ellis Cinema last week when we talked about a movie called Abracadabra. 
uh, that was recently put out by a company called Cauldron Films. I'm excited to see what else they release um, because I got bamboozled by that giallo of a movie. So that's it, guys. Uh, Margaret will be back next week as we talk f- about Three from Hell. Thanks for listening to my podcast. See you uh, later. It's half hers, I guess, you know, because we're married. And uh, we'll see you on the other side, guys. Take care. Hail Satan. There we go. I hope your grandma never listens to this because she's going to cry. Nah. Nah. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Later.